hello and welcome into the Irish NFL show as we look forward to this Thursday night's game between the Carolina Panthers on the road against the Chicago Bears. The 1-7 Carolina Panthers coming off a loss last week against the Colts against the 2-7 and seven Chicago Bears coming off a loss against the uh, Saints. Uh, Andrew, great to have your company as always, Andrew Warren with me. And uh, I suppose this game is a lot, is a lot to do with draft situations already, bearing in mind that the Bears have the Panthers first round pick, so... Well, there's a couple of interesting storylines leading into this game. Yeah, currently the uh, the Chicago Bears are sitting on the second and third pick in the draft. Uh, if it was to start tomorrow, which is which is interesting. Um, but yeah, you, you've got both teams who are. It's not going to be a game that you're going to be probably wanting to stay up late and burn the midnight oil for. But in terms of storylines and things that are going on, it is interesting to see where both of these teams are going because you unpick the seasons they've had, some of the moves they've made. It's it's interesting what's been what's turned out because three wins between them, Glenn, what they thought was going to come to fruition in the off season just hasn't happened at all. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been confirmed. Obviously, we're recording this late Wednesday night, and it's been confirmed today that uh, Justin Fields is, is still injury struggling with his injury, and Tyson Bajan is going to go again. And he has given him a bit of juice and a bit of life over the last couple of games. But spoke to Bears fans today, and obviously Connor, who's on our show, is a Bears fan. And the concern for them is the longer Justin Fields it remains out of the team, the more question marks are going to remain in place. And really, ideally, what you want to do is try to get a sense of whether he is the long-term answer for this team before the end of the season. Because you could go into a bit of a quandary there come, come the offseason. We don't really know what you've got in Justin Fields. People think he's great. Some people are up and down on him. His performance is getting consistency of, one, staying healthy, and two, his performance are up and down. So you really don't know where you're at with this with this uh, situation. And for the Panthers, Bryce Young, and we're looking what CJ Stroud did last weekend against your books in the second half, in particular 470-odd yards and the touchdowns. And we just haven't seen anything close to that from Bryce Young. And he was the first-round pick. And maybe sometimes you have to recognise it's the situation more so than the player. But, I mean, where, where are we going to go with, in terms of the quarterback situation tomorrow? Are we going to see Bryce Young play a game that we're kind of go, okay, that's the reason why he's the number one pick. Or are we just going to see this continued juice that the Bears, despite losses, have seen from, from Bayesian in the few games in which he's played? Yeah, I, I think when you watch the Panthers, you can clearly see that Bryce Young is struggling with the confidence of what he needs to be able to do in the pocket, be able to step up, make throws, uh, stand in against blitzes, and make those kinds of decisions. If you're going to compare the first two picks, you've got uh, Bryce Young with his struggles. Obviously, he had a bit of an injury at the start of the year. Then you've got CJ Stroud, who Todd Bowles essentially said, I stopped blitzing him because he was passing the ball so well. And then they stopped blitzing him and he kept passing the ball so well. But you can see there's a clear difference in terms of the confidence that um, between the, the two first overall picks uh, in that in that draft uh, in, in April. And, and yeah, you, you, the thing with both teams is you've got talent on both sides of the ball on offense, but you've got offensive lines who are making their QBs fearful for their lives on a regular basis. Um, obviously, Carolina had their first round pick with Equanu last year, who had a great rookie season. And in fact, the whole, the whole Carolina offensive line had a great year off um, last season, which is just, it's just odd to think that you have the same offensive line coach and this year they're struggling to run the ball, they're struggling to protect the passer. And the, the weapons that they do have in Thielen, DJ Chark, Nabisca Chenault, Terrence Marshall, just haven't been able to do anything. 
Um, and it's the same on the on the Chicago Bears as well. I was really surprised at the trade deadline when they went for Montez Sweat and put all that money into him. When you're thinking Justin Fields is always running for his life, Tyson Bajan is doing exactly the same and making rookie mistakes as a result. If you invested in this offensive line a little bit more, you might see more from your players. And Ryan Powell's when he came in last year as the, as the GM, the Bears fans were crying out for an offensive line to be corrected. And Wesley went in the second round last year in terms of a draft selection in, in Evan Jenkins. Didn't do... I thought it would have been really aggressive in free agency last year. Now, I know they went for... Um, they did, you know, try to get a few players that just gone away from them in terms of contracts and, you know, McGee and stuff like that. They went to Denver from San Francisco, but... Um, you're right what you're saying this year it's the same situation which we've seen for the Bears over the past couple of years which is a struggling offensive line and just to jump on the sweats situation I mean the contract in which they gave him I mean it was like they, you're comparing that contract like the numbers in that contract equates to a player who's at the level of Miles Garrett and that's just not there for months not to say he's not a good player and he, he wasn't productive but I, is it a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to follow up and give him the contract immediately because or was that something you think as part of the trade, they gave him a commitment that they gave him the contract because right now, with all due respect, he hasn't lived up to the numbers in which he's presented in terms of what the contract numbers are. And like, but he'll go free agency and, and potentially he wouldn't even get that offer in free agency come come March, which is, a, so it's, I felt that was an unusual move. And like, where are you in Roy Powell's right now? Because the Bears fans are comfortable with him in terms of getting another year, but maybe not necessarily the head coach getting another year. Yeah, I, I think if you look at that Montez Sweat deal, a lot of trade deadline moves are for players in the last year of their contract. The team that has them currently doesn't want to pay them uh, in the off season, so they dump them to try and claim that compensatory pick um, and then move on. So you saw the the, uh, the commanders did that with Sweat and obviously with um, who was the other defensive end went to San Francisco. Chase Young, that's the one. But yeah, and. The, the thing that Chicago has in bountiful supply is cap space. Next year, they have $82 billion of cap space. They've still got Justin Fields on a rookie contract. They don't have a lot of marquee names who are making over $10, 15000000 million a year. I mean, look, having a look at it, there's two of them, one of them being Montez Sweat. So they have the room to play with their cap. But if you look at them from a team-building standpoint, have they answered the question at quarterback? I don't think they have. They've tried to make Justin Fields a passer every single year. Then they realize that he runs better, so they make him run the ball more. They obviously got um, DJ Moore off of the uh, trade with Carolina for that first overall pick as a marquee pickup. But across the board, they're devoid of talent. So they need these top two picks. They need two high draft picks this year. And they need to continue to build with that because the team that they've assembled over the last couple of years isn't one that's going to compete for playoff wins. It's not going to compete for divisions. Um, and it's going to be whether the Chicago top brass look at it and think, well, are we going to be improving with Eberflus and Ryan Poles based on the fact that they're going to be putting their money in with uh, Justin Fields? They're making these moves as they are. If there's cap space, if there's draft capital, are they going to want to shake things up with some of the more hot candidates who are on the market Um potentially when uh, when it comes around to the off-season. Where do you stand on Frank Reich at the moment? Because um, there was a lot of optimism when he went in in terms of the coaching staff he put together and there was a lot of people said that the Panthers had done their utmost. They may not have been able to 
upgraded a lot of positions on the team, but they certainly upgraded the coaching staff. And yet they've only won one game, which was against the Texans there the week prior to last Sunday. And last Sunday, I, thought, I, I selected them to win. I thought they would have been on a bit of a roll after beating the Texans. And, I mean, it was Murder's row watching that game in terms last weekend. And Bryce Young throws up two pick sixes. And Frank Reich has come out with some commentary, you know, kind of referring to the draft. And kind of, he, he's put snippets out there around trying to go to the fact that he feels that the owner wanted Bryce Young as opposed to CJ Stroud. But are you surprised, bearing in mind the staff that you put in place, they haven't won more games? Did you fully expect them to be struggling this year? Because I didn't bear in mind where they were last year. They had an eight run last year, nearly won the division from the books. And a lot of those players in defense in particular were still there going into this season. And it hasn't materialized whatsoever. Is it all down to the sense that it's just a struggling rookie rookie quarterback? They don't have a lot offensively in terms of wide receivers either. No, and this is the thing. It's it's a very similar roster to last year with the obviously obvious exception of DJ Moore um, obviously going across to the Bears. And... As you were saying that, I just flicked up last year's um, Carolina Panthers um, like highlight stats um, from their games, and I'm looking at um, I'm, I'm including Christian McCaffrey in this at the start of the year, but I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games where they went over 100 yards of rushing, um, another two, three games where they went over 75 yards. So there is a stat which says. They were able to run the ball and control games a lot better last year on offense than they are this year. You you look at Frank Wright coming across. He struggled in his last couple of years in Indianapolis to establish what he wanted from the quarterback position. He went through um, Phil Rivers, went through Carson Wentz. He saw that Matt Ryan had um, some legs left in him and, and, and clearly he didn't. And when we heard about the trade up, I, was, I remember I was in my car, I was driving down the M6, going to work, and I said, CJ Stroud. That's who I thought it was. That's all, all the media thought it was. And then, yeah, the Bryce Young pick slowly started to come in. And I even remember when we talked about it in the offseason, it's like, yeah, it seems to be the consensus, but I need to see him play because he's five foot nine, he's 180, 90 pounds dripping wet. How is this going to work in the NFL? And I know we're in a league where people want to see franchise quarterback straight away but he still hasn't shown that consistency which made you think yeah that's that's the number one pick and it's just going to be a struggle to compare when you've got uh you've got cj stroud doing well anthony richardson obviously obviously went on the shelf but was looking pretty useful um at the start of his career as well and when you've got all of these quarterbacks coming out next year and carolina doesn't have a first round pick for the next two years it's going to be a struggle for frank wright to say we made the right decision. Unless they start putting some wins together, they start showing what they can do on offense a little bit more, that defense continues to be a problem, and they put five, six wins together by the end of the year. But being one and seven and, and bottom in the NFC South, the projection isn't going to be that they're going to finish the year with that kind of strength. It's funny you said ever Bryce Young. I remember Todd McShay in the offseason last year having the skills that Patrick Mahomes and there was also the Nunders various different analysts were saying the size is a concern and you, you refer back to the kind of Murray draft obviously going forced similar again forced goes forced and obviously we're going to see him this weekend yeah, as he returns from his ACL so it's still very many question marks out there for Brogian in terms of this game so I'm going to close it with this game because we, I suppose we recap where both sides are and how why the, re, the rationale and the reasons why they've struggled now, where's the X-Factor in this game on Thursday night? Is it DJ Moore going up against his outside? Because we have seen Sparks throw him this season. 
in particular the Thursday night game against Washington when he went to Washington had his three touchdown game. Is that what we're going to see? We're going to see him with a point to prove around the fact that they had to, they had to, I suppose, include him in the trade. He was happy to get the trade by all accounts, but he still want to put a marker down and make a point to his former side. Or do we see a defense in the Panthers that on their day with some of the players they have will find a way to navigate it? Let's, let's, let's not forget it's a it's a storyline in itself. The fact that Tyson Bajan has come into the league and he's three games in and he's had some bright spots, but he's also had some struggles at times with interceptions last week against that Saints defense. And on their day, the Panthers defense can play well and can turn the ball over. Are you leaning Panthers in this game or do you think the Bears at home find a way to navigate a victory? I think I'm leaning Panthers overall simply because when you look at that defense with Derek Brown and Frankie Louvre and Deion Jones, they are still there and they are still causing a problem for offenses. And if I'm the Carolina Panthers and I'm looking at how I want to play this game, I want to try and take away the dangerous Chicago Bears running attack because with Deontay Foreman and Khalil Herbert, they have been able to run the ball really well this year. They are two explosive running backs. So they've done really well replacing David Montgomery when obviously when he when he went to Detroit. So I want to take away that run game and I want Tyson Bajan to beat me because yes, he's looked useful. Dare I say it, he's been able to run um he's been able to run the offense a lot more effectively than um Justin Fields was. Uh there's there's a question that could be raised there. But I want him to try and beat me in this game. So can I lock up DJ Moore, try and double cover him and see what else Chicago can do? That's that's going to be the, the factor for me, I think, because I think that Carolina will be able to manufacture enough offense that they need. If they can take away the Chicago running game, focus on Tyson Bajan and try to win it, that's, that's going to be the key for me. Some good players by, by Tyson Bajan last week, in particular the tight end, Kyle Kmet, and obviously Herbert is, is coming off the IR, so that's a nice player to have back for the Bears in the running game. And the Bears' defense has kind of fluctuated. They've had some good games and just some nice players there but of course they haven't put it together as a team even when they went to Washington and won that game they still gave up a lot of yards and a lot of points I'm going to side Bears in this one I am I'm going to ride with the Tyson Bays and storyline and see them get over get over to home but it's a weird one because speaking to the Bears fans you're not entirely sure what they want out of this game because bear in mind the Panthers are essentially giving them their first round picture it's better for them to win it's better for them to lose but that'll be fine I would be good in that scenario I think just yeah just and there's a lot of teams yeah <laughs> And unfortunately, the reality is for a lot of teams already, they're, they're already looking too far ahead, unfortunately, bearing in mind where they are at this stage of the season in November. So they'd be all taking a keen interest to see how this game plays out. But yeah, all side Bears, yeah, I think the handicap in the game was at three and a half. I think the Bears will cover that. I'll go with the Bears to win by a touchdown, maybe 10 points. Um, you're rolling with the Panthers, so therefore you're yeah, taking the points. Yeah, I think I'd take the Panthers the same on the other side. I think I think it could be a touchdown game either way. Um, but uh, I... I You've got a, a better coaching staff. There's there's more talent on on one sideline than the other. Carolina needs to start showing what's going on. Otherwise, Frank Wright is going to be answering um, a, a lot of tough questions in the back half of the season. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of storylines to come. Well, look, next week's game is a bit more enticing. I would say it's the Bengals at the Ravens, which is going to be a real a real oh, wow, game. Oh, yeah, we can get a much better game. Looking forward. Yeah, that's certainly a game we're up to. We have Mo Egger coming on next week. Not necessarily on our show, but he is due to come out talk to Colin. But I will reach out. We have a Ravens beat writer in Brian Wecker, who we had him on pre the game in London. So I'm looking forward to getting him on next week to talk Ravens and where they are, because right now they are one of the, the hot teams in the league, but this will be some game next week. That's for next week. Thursday night football. Answers are at Bears. 
Andrew goes Panthers, Brian goes Bears, we'll see on Friday which one of us is correct. But for now, our Thursday night football preview. Looking forward to next week, Andy. Yeah, definitely. We'll uh, we'll catch up then, see who was right.